Welcome to this week's edition of Riff Raff News, and this week we're going to be asking, has the King's speech stuttered with the Tory party? And we're also going to be having a discussion on um, marches in London over Armistice weekend. So I'm guessing you put your stockings away for another year then, Guy, after yesterday's performance at the house? Uh, yes, I have, yes. <laughs> your, your, your black rod's gone back into into deep freeze for another, or how That's many... <laughs> Bish bash bosh on the yeah. door, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, and and uh, it, it's a, it's another issue, isn't it, as to whether all this um, what do they call it, all this flumery, all this um, uh, stuff word. from years gone past, is really relevant to a to a twenty first um, century democracy. But it all came out again yesterday. They were in the pram and were rocked along the mall, weren't they? The king and uh, and his good lady. And came to announce um, Sunak's first and and oh, no, is it his first, second, second? It's going to be. His second, I think it's his it? first King speech, isn't yeah. it? Could be his it first. It could be could be his last, couldn't it? Really? Yeah, could be. But um, so we're going to have a look today, aren't we, at, at what was in it? Um, some what, of the things that were in it. Some of the, <laughs> yeah. Some of the things. What did, What was your overall view of it in general? How do you think it went? Well, down? of course, there were there were twenty one policies, and when I saw that, I just for some stupid reason thought of pontoon. You know, <laughs> I don't know why. I just wanted to say stick or bust or twist or whatever it is. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, a lot of it had been trailed, hadn't it? At party conference, leakages yeah. and all the rest yeah. of it. So uh, one of my favourite phrases of these days is that no bazooka. And, right. you know, in general, I think um, Tory MPs and probably Tory members are thinking, crikey, another chance missed of mm. at least setting the path for possibly uh, a narrow path for victory. And perhaps with the exception of the energy bit, which we'll talk about later, mm. where I guess he's trying to establish a real point of difference. So, yeah, most of it actually made a bit of sense. But, yeah, not no bazooka. Well, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because when I was reading about it, they, they um, well, as we probably know, they, they don't have to announce all the bills that they're going to introduce in the King's speech because things can come up during the course of a... A session of Parliament, obviously, which they weren't aware of when, when they and when they gave the King's speech to make, um, yeah. and and vice versa, all of the stuff that they announced, they can drop if they want to. I don't okay. know whether you, you, you of the twenty-one bills, yeah, um, might be interesting just to have a quick look at that. Um, there were seven that were carried forward from the previous session. Yeah, there's a bit of carry forward. Yeah, yeah. data protection, digital markets economic activity of public bodies yeah the renters reform bill the victims and prisoners bill um the uh, and the holocaust memorial bill which is quite interesting isn't it you would have thought that would have been something they could have dealt with within one session and the last session was a huge session at the end of the day and and the other one which didn't appear in the queen's speech but was still carried forward have a guess uh, gosh, no, I'm, I'm I'm out. It's not something that it? they're going ahead with. Uh, I'm struggling. Go the, on, go for it. The high-speed rail crew to Manchester. Bay. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that not happening then? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> so it's carried forward, 
only to be spiked, I guess. They, they must mm-hmm. have to formally um, formally put it in the trash can, I guess, and oh, close the okay. close the debate down. Or unless they're leaving that for Keir Starmer to do. Well, that could be, couldn't it? Yeah, That'd be an interesting yeah. tactic. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could be the reason. We, we'll go on to talk about that, and I know you've explored it, but the... The, um, all the licenses they're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a time bomb waiting for, you know, waiting for Sakir. Um, so I wanted to, first and foremost, I wanted to have a look at the um, Criminal Justice Bill, which, of course, under the auspices of the Home Office, which is Suella. Um, one of the things that wasn't included, and there was some debate beforehand about whether it would be after her making this big song and dance over the last um, week or so about people living in tents. I don't know whether you heard about that, Lee. Yeah, she said that was a matter of choice, didn't she? Yes, yeah. Um, Which is a strange choice to make. Yes, absolutely. And and she seemed to be suggesting that um, that all those uh, the majority of those people living in tents were immigrants. They'd come from elsewhere. They weren't they weren't from this country. Um, right. And of course, the, the the charitable sector, the third sector, the people who even issue tents to um, to to these people who find themselves in this dreadful situation were diametrically opposed to what she was saying, which I I can understand. I don't know whether you've had any experience of it, but in 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 that regard, from my period working at the job centre, we used to have quite a lot of. Um, generally guys there were women as well who were living in tents and it and it wasn't right. a lifestyle choice per se it was a choice that they made but the choice that they made was the reasons generally were twofold one was they didn't want to find themselves in overnight hostels where they said the these hostels were riddled with drug addicts and, and yeah. alcoholics yeah, and if you yeah. just managed to get yourself clean or if you're not you, if you're not an addict in the first place, that's the last place you want to be spending your yep. your nights in that sort of environment. And secondly, to be perfectly frank, these overnight hostels were well oversubscribed anyway, so people you couldn't, couldn't get in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think really she she's causing a stir. Anyway, we're, I'm digressing to a degree, but the tense thing wasn't in there, which was meant to be. All the analysts are suggesting this is a bone of contention between her and Sunak, although he doesn't he does nothing to uh, apart from disengaging from the, the debate, he does nothing to to stop her saying it, so there's there's a, something funny going on there So do you know anything about the criminal justice bill? Do you know what the background on um, that is? Well there's issues around sentencing isn't mm. there, and also um, quite a few um crimes that should mean whole life yeah and or which which then morphs into um some content around people being able to have parole or not yeah um but but not the detail i thought i thought you could cover that well it's like under the criminal justice bill there's there's a new sentencing bill they're looking to bring in which is like tackling sentencing at both ends of the spectrum if you like so at the at the, the, the lengthy end of the spectrum, the serious um, uh, offences, so murderers and uh, whose crimes involve sadistic or sexual conduct, um, the intent is that they will spend the rest of their lives in jail. Whole life orders must be handed down um, in certain circumstances with judges 
only able in exceptional circumstances to to uh, to avoid that and to, to not give um, those they haven't detailed other than to say sadistic and sexual conduct um, criminals who commit rape and other serious sexual offences will spend every day of their sentence behind bars okay. the government um, have said up from 50% of their sentence when the government came to power in 2010 which you know, it's, it, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people, and, and, and I don't know which way. There's a lot of people who think, and quite right too, but mm. you have to have then the capacity to be able to put these people inside, don't you? And we've already got a system that's absolutely creaking, so I'm not quite sure where the means are to be able to. But that mm. no doubt will come out in in the debate. Um, and 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 that that's under the sentencing. Um, side of it, the new sentencing bill. Um, under the criminal justice bill itself, um, judges have to be given the power to use reasonable force to make sure that those convicted are in court to hear their sentence. So this is our... Oh, yes, to stop people not rocking up to their sentencing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Quite a few celebrities have stopped doing that, haven't they? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. You hear about that. Yeah. yeah, which is again, it's um, they've given judges the power, but it'll be interesting to see how many judges actually use that use power. Yeah. Because it's yeah. uh, it, <laughs> if you're a judge and you're you're passing sentence on somebody, you, you do you really want all the all the aggro that goes with somebody? I mean, I presume almost like Hannibal Lecter, it could be on certain circumstances, brought into court in a straight jacket, or, or you know, how how mm. would you do that? I I don't know. I'm, I'm so it's interesting. They haven't actually said, you know, they haven't actually laid down the law, if you'll excuse me, um, <laughs> to to say that they must be there. They've given the judge the option, which um, I mean. That, <laughs> There's a lot of that going on at the moment, isn't there? And we'll come on to that later with them, um, with government ministers giving people in charge, like they've given the option to the chief constable as to whether they allow um, this, these protests to go ahead or mm. otherwise that we're going to talk about later. But there's yeah, a lot of offloading of responsibility and then ministers stand on the sidelines and carp, which, um, yep. which, isn't, which isn't really good. So... Um, and at the other end, um, they're they're um, they're saying that that convictions that lead to sentences of under twelve months shouldn't be custodial. Okay, which is quite interesting. So so um, I guess we're talking about people who um, I don't know. We're talking about minor criminality such as. Um, uh, Maybe um, theft, I don't know, maybe um, uh, such stuff that isn't isn't um, physical is still a major. So uh, I guess the idea is that you serve your sentence in the community, that you do some sort of community service mm. and, and you don't clog up the prisons, which seems to me perfectly sensible. I've never understood also personally why people who commit financial crime necessarily are are locked up you know that type of thing i think they can serve their sentences much better paying back 
that which they've done to the community rather than having them uh, having them a burden on society yeah. so you know yeah. I, I think that's probably a good idea um yeah sounds so well, <laughs> one thing i did pick up on and i don't know whether i'm taking this totally out of context um but <laughs> and uh, there was also a sentence in there that, that that said that it allows the transfer of prisoners in and out of England and Wales to serve their sentence abroad. Now, whether this is just to do with those people who are from abroad, for example, who are convicted in this country, who can then be sent back to their home country, for example, to serve their sentence. No. Or, or well, or whether you know people who are over here who are who are visiting, or whether we've got some sort of no, slight. It's a Rwanda job. <laughs> it's because well, this we talked about this a couple of pods ago. That I think it was was it Denmark who had mm. a bit of capacity, or one of the European nations. Yeah. So it wasn't miles away. Yeah, but the idea that if if we're full up, we can um, we can ship them off. Yeah, to, yeah, to, it's yeah. it's Rwanda, but a different different scenario well yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see how this no doubt that'll come out come to light as to what the what the scope of that is when the debate takes place in 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 the commons but it it doesn't state any particular as you say it, it could relate to any country so we could be like we take our our gas from from norway when they have an overflow or what have you as you quite rightly say we could be Shipping our prisoners off around Europe to to serve them, well, not necessarily Europe. They could be anywhere in the world, couldn't they? Just serve their serve their sentences in, um, yeah. So uh, that that I found rather interesting. So that I think that was the that was the the takeaways I got from the criminal justice bill part of it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we shall see. How quickly, or, or, or for that matter, who shepherds? Well, it's quite a lot in there. It's quite, in, quite interesting, and you, you, I think it's quite right to try and tackle these issues head on, mm. and in particular the prison prison population because it is a, it's just wrong, isn't it, to have so many people in those horrible conditions? I, yes. I know they've done in many cases terrible things, but but not everyone. Mm. Okie dokie. Well, look, I, I took a look at um, leasehold reform, if we can just spend a few minutes on that, mm. uh, simply because uh, I'll declare an interest uh, in two of my three sons have bought under leasehold. Uh, and it's comforting to know that Mr. Gove has described this system as feudal, uh, <laughs> yes. which is interesting. Um, but one of them had a house uh, under leasehold and and for my sins I actually read the lease uh, before and first of all it didn't seem right because a house always in my sort of shorthand mm. has been freehold mm. and it was a horrible lease you couldn't paint it this colour you couldn't have an extension without the freeholders authority and of course it included a ground rent mm. which starts off as what they call peppercorn but yeah. but as you may have seen from Panorama and whatnot goes up and up and up and all of a sudden in 10 years time you're paying three thousand pound a year ground rent so yeah. i think it's brilliant that they're looking at that but my other son bought bought a flat and it um it was on council land and it looked fantastic uh, in terms of i read through the um the obligations under the lease and the, the ground rent wasn't the issue and nor was the management fee 
when it started. But last year it went up 35%. And I thought, what? Mm. And it, they didn't, as 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 leaseholders actually challenge it which i thought was quite odd and that's up to them there's there's about 30 houses on this estate but i think it's wrong that management companies can just load up their fees without mm. any sort of right of reply so as the way i understood this reform not only have they scrapped leases on houses but they're also giving occupants much more power to challenge freeholders in terms of ground rent and also management services fees yeah and all of that i think is very positive so yeah no i I'd that, agree that with was that. my take I've, I've i've got no criticism of that at no. all i i used to oh, i've owned um two flats as you're probably aware so i, I do remember I, yeah i've yeah. been caught up in this um um one uh flat that i used to own in um Brunswick Terrace, which was in yeah. Hove, which is yeah. a, a, a one of the, for for listeners who are not aware, is one of the um, one of the Georgian terraces along the seafront in in Hove, and they're all painted as a specific Georgian cream colour, um, mm. quite understandably because it's an an area of, of heritage, effectively, but they have to be done every every four years by bylaw. Um, and uh, you, as you quite rightly said, you at the the used to be the case that the freeholder used to have to provide three quotes, and you you as leaseholders had to choose one of those quotes. Um, you didn't get the opportunity. I mean, you could go out and find other quotes if they were prepared to accept it, but the freeholders were only obligated to provide you with these. A maximum of three quotes um, and I've had this in, in um, the other flat that I had that um, you find that the maintenance bill I mean we had um, freeholders were managing agents and the managing agents were part of a, 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 a bigger overall firm which were also builders and decorators and what have so <laughs> so <laughs> you know where <laughs> yeah exactly so you know where the uh, you know where most of the it wasn't a yeah. sealed no, it's all wrong. Deal thing it was all just yeah absolutely and I, I totally agree with you I think it quite how we got into a position where houses were leasehold I don't know I I can understand because what they have what they have done and they had done with my flat with with flats, you you did have an option as leaseholders to gang together and if over I think it was over sixty percent of those who were on leasehold um, wanted to buy the freehold, then then you could do so. Yeah, the, this mm. this bill does include better provisions for that. I didn't yeah, look into yeah. the detail of it, but again, who would argue about that? You know, well, stop heat. Yeah stop treating people in this horrible way yeah and give the rights to the people who've already paid hundreds of thousands to live in these things yeah absolutely and they're yeah. paying market um price for these flats at the end of the day and then 100%. they're finding that they're quite so bad now i think because a lot of these leases are 999 yeah. years but yeah. when i first bought my first flat they were 99 year leases so yeah. as you got you know as you got closer and closer towards the lease expiring the value of the property just collapsed. Would, would go down. Because it yeah. rever reverts back to the freeholder. That can't be right, can it, in today's days? No, it's not right. You're quite it's right. It's not right. Um, so all power to him, although I'm a bit 
bit disappointed that he seems to have backed away from what they'd originally committed to. I mean, that they were going to scrap the leasehold system altogether. They haven't done that, but we're moving... It's probably too difficult. Well, and um, I venture to suggest there's probably vested interests who are putting pressure on to ensure that um, that things um, move at a more sedate pace. But, um, yeah... So I think we both agreed that um, most of the those two anyway are, uh, yep. are we, losing we like the right direction. Yeah. And, I, and I can't see other than maybe um, moving quicker. There's any way that that, that, that Labour would disagree with no. movements on that in that regard. Now we move on to something that's 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 um, that both of us have a, an interest in, and, and, <laughs> and, and that's the, um, the 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 football governance bill. Um, mm. <laughs> and this this came out of a um, a study for uh, an independent study by by football fans um, fan led review which was actually produced and and published two years ago so it's taken them two years to get to this stage and and there's there's a part of me that thinks that this is something that's that that uh, that's an election campaign issue that trying to appeal to uh, the, the man on the terrace although they don't have terraces anymore do they the man in the seat with the prawn sandwich rather than the man on the terrace yeah, yeah. and and may i add the man and the women oh and and, and ladies yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely just, just, just to, for balance yeah. absolutely yes um and what does this mean? What does it? What did they talk yeah, about? What does int- it mean? Yeah, in, uh, the establishment of an independent football regulator. It always frightens the living daylight. We've got you know off what and off com and off this and off that. And off off ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off ball. Yeah. Um, and to be frank, that none of them, um, none of them have a terribly good reputation, have they, for the way they've dealt with them? Um, no. Um, I don't, and that's not to say that I don't think something needs to be done with regard to football. But then I think football is a business and football ought to be regulated in the same way that any other businesses in that regard. Um, I, 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 I was, some of the things they've, they put here, so some of the things that the regulator will look at is control of a, 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 a control a licensing regime under which football clubs in England and Wales would be expected to operate. Well, this is very, this is fluffy, fluffy stuff, isn't it? Well, um, powers to monitor and enforce compliance with requirements in financial regulation. Well, they've got the fair play um, regulations already, and I'm assuming that what they're saying is that they will, this independent regulator will just take on responsibility what supposedly is already done at the moment corporate government governance well again as a business aren't they covered under corporate governance yeah already um club ownership owners and directors tests well they're covered at the moment presumably by you can't be a director whether it's a football club or a business if if you've breached certain um, uh, certain laws and can you, you can't just step in and be a director of no so not at all no so um, owners as well I would have thought you I mean that that that's that that can only in my view that can only be directed towards um, Abramovich and um, and and maybe although 
goodness only knows when they, they're going to step in and stop clubs such as Newcastle being effectively state-owned. Well, they're not. They're, they're owned by a trust, which is wholly yeah. owned by, by the Saudi yeah. government. No, what I mean is they're not going to step in they're not, and stop no. it. Oh, so I see what you mean, yeah. No, no, sorry. Because that would be politically no. political dynamite, yeah. wouldn't it, in terms of yeah. trade? Um, fan engagement and club heritage protection. Well, other than making 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 clubs uh, um, protected so that they can't go bust or, or so that they can't grounds can't be sold it to other or I don't know how you how you would do that. I mean we've got a case in point of that, haven't we, when the old Goldstone ground, Brighton and Hove Albion was sold by by a couple of charlatans who, who Oh yes. Yeah, those you know, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, what I picked up from this is the very the specifics were that the regulator would have to approve any relocation of the stadium or sale thereof mm. and have to know that fans have been properly consulted. And also, um, if the club wanted to change its badge, name or shirt colours. It's that bloke <laughs> in Cardiff. Remember the <laughs> fellow yeah. who owned Cardiff yeah. wanted it to change from... Red was to it blue. Blue to red, yeah. which... Yeah. It's a bit like changing Man City to red and Man United to blue. You yeah. just wouldn't do it. You, but and and I thought, well, that's okay. But hang on a minute. I, I'll tell you what I think when you've done your summary. But, yeah. Well, what yeah. about? Well, I mean, what about you? Were talking there about moving club. I mean, there was Wimbledon, wasn't there? It became yeah. uh, Milton Keynes Dons. Yeah, MK yeah. Dons. Yeah. But if you were intent on doing that, wouldn't you just? In which case, you'd just say, right, we'll let. Wimbledon go to the wall and we'll start a new club in, in you wouldn't move it per se yeah. would you I don't yeah. really understand I think it's it's again it, it the whole the tenor of it reeks of people who don't really understand football that you've got these ministers uh, who are saying this is a, this would be politically this would be a good idea if we if we um, uh, set up an independent regulator but um, I, I think it, this will, in a few years' time, there'll be, there'll be, this will be a nightmare. Are they going to get involved? And you know, I've often thought, with regard to another subject matter of football that we've all been involved in over the last few weeks with VAR, I've often thought that the um, PGMOL, who are the organisation who run VAR, this is big money now that's involved in... in and they, it's not as though they haven't had enough notice of the fact that the current system isn't working. How long is it going to be before one of these big clubs says, this is having an effect on our income, we're going to take you to court for this if they miss out on Champions well, it, League it, qualification? It probably... It's, it's closer than it was, let's put it that way. But uh, on the subject of the regulation, a couple of other things I picked up was um, they're also going to, in extreme circumstances, <laughs> uh, step in if there's a failure to come to the voluntary agreement between the Premier League and the lower leagues for distribution of broadcast revenue. And I thought, well, that's a funny wording. Mm. So it's a voluntary agreement anyway, so I don't know how you can enforce a voluntary agreement. No. And, and also, probably where all this kicked off was... Do you remember in 2021 with the Super League the being Super established? League, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the clubs will be prevented from joining that because they'd lose their license, I guess. I mean, it's all good stuff, but frankly, I, I, it, it works pretty well. 
I'd leave it alone would be my thing. And this well, nanny state thing, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not broken. Uh, people are making far too much money, but hey, it's not. It's 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 so out of reach for most people. Well, I'd, I'm, I'm I'd, I'd leave on, it alone. Yeah, it would be a disaster. I'm with you on part of it. I, I don't think it needs government intervention. I think it needs... Um, they need to, to clean up their own act, if I'm honest. And I think, you know... It, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Whether it takes a collapse of one of these um you know one of these big clubs or what have you before this this happens but or whether it takes clubs taking the authorities through the courts i don't know but um certainly i don't think necessarily it's a good idea to have government involved no i think it's an absolute going to be an absolute disaster mm. Uh, mm. just get in the way bureaucracy you know jobs for the boys how would you stop uh, as well i mean you, you mentioned the point there and the, uh, the last point that i had here is um uh, regulator regulate approved competitions so that, that you know we're talking now about the super league how would you stop it if if a, if a club decides that they want to take part in a european super league how, how can the government stop them taking part? I mean, it well, was the only thing I think, if this is a matter of our law, mm. it's English law as well. It doesn't affect Scotland, mm. Wales, Northern Ireland. But uh, the what they could do is revoke their license as a club, and therefore they'd be unable to play, presumably the domestic league. Mm. Um, but they might turn around and say, all right, then we'll just play Stuff in the here. European Super League. Yeah. So nothing, you can't stop. And, and this is why it's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complete mess. It's just people wanting to get their fingers into football for politi- political reasons, in my opinion. Mm, mm, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, should we, should we change topic? Yeah, yeah, go on. Right. So, automated vehicles, Sean. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, imagine this. You know, a few years' time, uh, there'll be a ring at the bell, there'll be a little robot there yep. who's just driven... Um, to your door delivering your your weekly shop for you yeah how about that sounds fantastic to me that's going to happen and and the bill basically says that shopping can be delivered without a human Mm. uh, uh, which is good news Um, but a motorist could still be a passenger in their automated car and not have any liability Oh right! Okay. Well, that's interesting. And if, isn't it? yeah, so imagine that. So you've now got your new automated vehicle, and you're tootling along the high street. Something goes wrong; it goes haywire. Mm. You wouldn't be liable, but the manufacturer of the vehicle would. So they're trying to, quite rightly, put the accountability upstairs. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they uh, must have at, in these automated vehicles. So they must. They must. If you're in there and you feel as though you're at risk, or for that matter, if somebody else is at risk, surely they 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 will have to have some form of override in there so that you can do something to stop yourself being killed, for example, or killing somebody well, you'd else. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in case you're worried about this, you'll be pleased to know only that those cars that can drive themselves safely and follow traffic rules will be allowed to do so without a human. Good. Well, that's okay. good, isn't it? Yeah. Put your mind at rest. I did, because um, you were talking about the delivery of... Sorry, I interrupted you. In yeah, no, no, it's fine. Talking about the delivery of food, I, I, I did notice it's Amazon, isn't it, that they're using drones already where they can yeah. they can fly in your, your food like a like a food drop. 
really. You've got to be outside. I think we had one the other day. My son was wondering where his parcel was. Oh, right. And he'd had the text to say it's been delivered and his Alexa had gone off to say it had been delivered and it was in the back garden. (laughs) The bloke had slung it over the fence. (laughs) Either that or it was a drone. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. He He said... I said, was it all right? He said, it was all right. It was a bit wet. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's okay until you're, um, until it's a, a, a 22-piece China tea service or what have you, and it's just dropped from the 100 foot. Yeah. Then you're just left with the load of crumbs, aren't you, really? Well, that's true, but it, but he wasn't buying a 22-piece. No, no, I can't uh, but, yeah. but anyway, all this is a good idea because 88% of collisions involve human fault. So, actually, if you take the human out of the equation, yep. presumably only 12% of accidents would happen. Yep. Now, I, I'm going to put forward another benefit to this, which, okay. sadly, okay. Um, I've always thought this to be the case, but sadly, it's it's come a bit too late for you, I think, um, that come <laughs> around, <laughs> come this time of the year when everybody, everybody's involved in festivities and... They're out celebrating, and you're you're down the local having your, your Christmas <laughs> right, dinner and what have you. You yeah. can now have yourself a few pints, and you can <laughs> you can make merry, and up rolls your independent, you know, autonomous vehicle. I don't know yeah. what they call them. There'd be some sort of acronym, wouldn't there? Independent autonomous vehicle. Was I have the, That's not. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. yeah. Um. You you plonk yourself down, still a bit yeah. worse for wear. Yeah. Plug in your. I presume you'd have a card or something, or you you'd just be able to use some um, Alexa, wouldn't you? And say uh, yeah, such and such um, drive. If you can so speak. And so. Yeah, and and off it'd go. And and so the drinking and driving thing now. And goodness yeah. knows how it affects taxis and and um, and what's the uh, what's the 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 new one called where you get them on your phone? What's that called? Uber. Uber, yeah. How it will affect them, because the, there won't be need for any of that anymore. would be dwindling. But given they're probably going to be mega, mega expensive, uh, it's going to take a long time. Uh, to go. All I would say is in the scenario you've just painted, mm. uh, perhaps it'd be good if there isn't a human override. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the right, I'll take a well, the I just said... <laughs> <laughs> I had visions of most of those people um, in the car being, you know, having to have alarms to wake them up when they get to the places that they're going. Right. I remember some of our friends who um, are in days gone past, some who've had them um, used to have beer mats balanced on their head when they were asleep. Who might? You know, oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Right. Well, well, I'm going to well, I'm going to segue because we're talking about vehicles, and as it stands at the moment, the majority of vehicles, probably eighty percent, still require fossil fuel mm. to um, move them along. Uh, and so, the North Sea oil and gas part of of the speech is mm. kind of relevant here. And I know you've you've looked into that. What what are the headlines there? Um, oh, I haven't looked it into any great detail, but it's a, okay. a, a huge. Um, it's a huge expanse on 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 just the one field that they were talking about before. It there's, is. There's um, it basically it's open season again with regard to North Sea oil, from what I can see, North Sea oil and gas, and and the premise behind it is that we don't want to uh, to leave ourselves 
reliant upon any dictators and, uh, and authoritarians in the future. Although, as many people have pointed out, the, the produce of these North Sea oil um, fields go to the highest bidder because they're not, they're not owned by the state as they are, as I think we've discussed before in Norway and places like that. The, the produce cannot be, um, cannot be used um, exclusively for domestic use. They're sold on the right. open market. So, okay. uh, you know, we're being we're being sold a bit of a pup here. I think it's to try and, and if you'll excuse the pun, given it's all coming out of the North Sea, I think it's an attempt, again, to try and put clear blue water between <laughs> <laughs> between um, Sunak and, and, uh, and Sakir and the Labour Sakir, Party. Yeah. And, and this argument is going to be, even though that... Um, even though they know that they're not on terribly solid ground, the argument is going to be exactly that, isn't it? That we've got the the interests of the British people at the, yeah. at the forefront of that's yeah. why we're we're allowing them. And, and, and we've there's already an argument going on as to how how well we've done in cutting our carbon emissions. When if you look at it to any greater degree, what you'll see is, as some people have pointed out, that we're we're asking other nations to produce the stuff that we used to. Which, yeah, it's you know. a little bit of a game. Wind power's mm. gone well, to mm. be fair. We, we, mm. We're doing quite well at that. Um, the caveat I picked up was that new licences for um, drilling, extracting in the North Sea uh, would only be issued if the UK remains a net, net importer of oil and gas mm. and if the carbon emissions created by uh, these um, new wells, I guess, is mm. lower than importing the gas. How on earth you prove wow. both of those at any one point in time is beyond me. But I think you're right. I think that, along with the pushing out of the deadline, the 2030 deadline for um, fossil fuel cars and the boiler thing they, they pushed mm. out as well, yeah. it's clearly a policy grab. Um yeah, yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to look at how that one pans out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of other things I noticed, and this wasn't things that were in; it was things that right. were, were noticeable by their absence. Yeah, um, the Mental Health Act wasn't specifically mentioned. There's been an argument, an argument, but there's been debate afterwards that there was a catch-all phrase at the end of the King's speech where he said, "and other measures." can be introduced at any time they want almost what we said at the beginning that doesn't necessarily but it's not clearly a priority the mental health act which is a bit of a shame because it was in the conservative manifesto for 2017 and 2019 and it aims to tackle a number of different things but mainly the rights of the individual when they've been sectioned under the mental health act um, because you, you'll have heard some dreadful stories with regard yeah. to people being shipped up halfway across the country, kept in police stations, some 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 awful things that this was meant to resolve. It's also um, uh, interesting that there's, there's there's a racial element to this as well. That you're four times more likely to be sectioned if you're black than if you're white oh uh, at the current time. So that's crazy. Um, yeah. And, and and I think it's it's um it's pretty poor that they're not that they're not going ahead with this. They've had years to sort through this to sort of, and part of it I think must be that they've not got the capacity under the 
um, under the health service per se to be able to resolve these issues. That's why we're ending up with um, people with mental health issues being slammed in prisons, in in police stations for days on end um, when they shouldn't really be there in in the first place. So that's a um, a sad, really, that that's that's not going ahead. Um, How many people do you think were sectioned last year under the Mental Health Act? How many people? Mm, just, as a, you know, just as a question. Oh, let me be a little... Uh, 25,000. Well, it's double that. 50,000 last year. Um, right, I was going to say 50. Quite, okay. quite a lot of people, isn't it? That, that, that um, find That's a lot of that. people. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, we talk about mental health issues, but though the, obviously those are the, the really serious end. You can't, yeah. I don't know whether you know, but you can't be sectioned unless you're considered to be a danger either to yourself or somebody else. So even if you well, makes sense, I guess. Yeah, even if you're you're um, schizophrenic or you're and and you or you've got some other mental health issue, but you're not considered a danger, you can't be sectioned. So it's okay. um, fifty thousand is a is a huge figure. The other thing that was missing, which has been a little bit of conversation on, is the conversion therapy ban that has been promised. And um, this is uh, um, all mixed up, I think, with the. Um, the uh, it's all getting intertwined with the transgender um, bill that right. was going through the Scottish Parliament. Do you remember the um, that the, they blocked um, the Westminster block? Oh yes, years. yeah, uh, under uh, the yeah. reserved um, reserved powers, reserved yeah. measures, and yeah. it's all be- yeah. it's all being conflated now. I think, which is a problem. Yeah. But this conversion therapy ban was specifically when it first um, came to light was to try um, for transgender and and gay people to try and avoid certain organisations providing services to, as the name infers, convert them from being gay or transgender to being straight, effectively Mm -hmm. treating um, being gay as as an abnormality. They're mostly on the on the the right wing, as you can imagine. There's um, the religious right. There's a lot of uh, religious organisations that are involved in not accepting um, not accepting gay people. That they and it, it particularly comes into play, I think, when you've got youngsters involved who um, who are not of an age where they can make decisions themselves and find themselves sent off by their parents who might be of that persuasion to these organisations to have, as they see it, this abnormality, Mm -hmm. um, not beaten out of them, but, but, you know, taken away from them, uh, um, almost like an exorcism, I guess, in that regard. So it's a dreadful thing. And again, it's another issue which maybe you can see that they're, the, 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 it's been slowly shelved because they're pandering to the to the right wing of the party to to try and um, and it's not something that that um, necessarily um, gets a groundswell of support from the population in general who really you know an idea or there. So um, so those are the those are the things. Um, uh, were you going to talk about? Pedicabs. I am, but I'm going to cover a couple of real quick things, oh, just right. quick points. Right. One because one's been well trialed. Mm. The Sunak in his conference speech, um, that very long one, uh, 
uh, said that anyone currently aged 14 will never be able to buy cigarettes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't know what happens if you're 13, but I know what you meant. And also there's going to be a tax on vapes, banning vape flavours designed to appeal to kids, mm. good thing, and banning packages designed to target young people, along with displays and free samples. So I don't think anyone would argue. We've said this before, yeah. but, but that's now on its journey, so that's good. Um, digital markets I took a look at because I found that's quite interesting. It's like buried in the detail, but the competitions and marketing markets authority will now be given new powers to take action against rogue companies uh, without the need for lengthy court action and these are for these companies who rip people off with subscription services mm. and i think we've all got ourselves into some sort of loop digitally over time and i think yeah. that's that's well overdue uh, and yes the last thing is pedicabs so mm. i know you'll you'll be a world authority on this <laughs> so my first question john is what is a pedicab? Well, I, I had a vision of of it being some sort of um, taxi with 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 ladies who deal with your toenails whilst you're in there, sort of this sort of yeah, half right, half yeah, right. Half right. <laughs> so yeah, you see these a lot in London. I have had a journey on one. Mm. Uh, these are these sort of like rickshaw things, three wheel oh, okay. bicycles, yeah. which at the moment are, as I understand it, unregulated. Crikey. So, Transport for London, who run all the other uh, London transport bits and bobs, will be given powers to license these pedicabs and to control fares to make sure, um, you know, they're not extortionate. And also make sure that drivers undergo criminal record checks and set safety standards. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, it is, it is no different to a taxi. I'm not sure how far the driver can go because it's a, probably quite a hard gig cycling mm one two or three people in these things but they're carrying potential people with vulnerability all around yeah. um so so yeah pedicabs well, they, had, they had um uh, a business like this in brighton didn't they that was closed down by the local authority i didn't know they, that yeah they had a yeah. there was um i suppose that must have been 20 years ago 25 years ago now it was right. quite thriving that used to take people back and forth to the marina and all over town and you could hail them down and what have you um, but the the local authority closed. And now you've mentioned it, I suppose the the pedi bit comes from the fact that they're push bikes, aren't they? That are powering these things at the front. Yeah, pe so it's pe pedal, 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 yeah, pedi, yeah. yeah. yeah Nothing quick, to do with feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not well, to do feet. <laughs> well, it is. You it can't, can't pedal. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> well, what do you pedal with? Well, you could be on those recumbent bikes, couldn't you? That would be <laughs> army peds. No, not army peds. Army cures or whatever. I don't know. But oh, no, I think does, you're, out, you're out of your depth on this one, John. <laughs> it does sound, it does sound um, quite right, although it, yeah. it does suggest that um, maybe we're we're turning into Mumbai. Well, I was going to say Bombay there, but we don't have Bombay anymore in London. Do we? Yeah. But, um, yeah, interesting, interesting. And, um, yeah, I don't know, um, maybe it's um, Fair's Fair, you know, with um, Ken Livingston. Maybe you'd be able to get a... A free ride on these things if you if you were a London um, London resident. What do you mean? Is he, is he going to be driving it then? Well, I don't what know. Do you mean? I don't know. Oh, um, you mean going back to yeah, going uh, back a bit to like his, your bus pass? That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you might. Yeah, Crikey, that wouldn't work, would you? Somebody's got to pay the poor well, guy who's got a cycle. If it's regulated by Transport for London, it's going to be all under there. You know, you can use your yeah. use your Oyster card on a on a pedi bike. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything now you can tap yeah. in with anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, but, uh, I'll you know, wait to see you on, on one. They had those on. Um, on. Um, do you remember the prisoner? Yes. Do, 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 do. They had one striped thing on the top, didn't they? With the used to cycle. Anyway. So there we have it. We didn't yep. do all twenty-one policies because we would need a twenty-one-hour podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a flavour of things to come. Uh, whether. There will be enough time in this administration mm. for them to be enacted. Mm. You can take your choice on that one, uh, but uh, there's there's our top picks. Yeah, I think you said no bazookas, didn't you? Really, no bazookas. So, Sean, just to sort of round off the pod this week, I thought it was worth um, just covering this controversy that's arisen as a result of the proposed uh, pro palatine Palestinian march in mm. London on um, on Armistice Day, uh, and you know whether uh, it's right that Sir Mark Rowley, who's the the commissioner, uh, the chief, mm. should be able to make this decision to either let the rally continue or not. And at the moment, I believe he's saying, yeah, it should continue. Yeah, uh, and this really follows reasonably close on the heels of the debate we had on the pod not so long ago about whether whether he should be arresting people who shout the word jihad or not mm. and and it just strikes me that this guy has got to be given the space to do his job and i'm getting irritated by um if it is politicians politicians mm. or media or anyone else who are, are, are sort of trying to get in his way. We, can, we can't have it both ways. We can't say that the Mets of basket case mm. needs sorting out but, and we'll hire a very experienced policeman. Oh, but when he's there, we'll tell him what to do because mm. that doesn't work. And um, it's, it just got under my skin a little bit. Um, and uh, I, I, from what I've seen, he's saying that the march is in a different direction. He can, within reasonable certainty, uh, say that um, things like the cenotaph will be okay. Mm. It's not going in that direction. And he still reserves the right, if he thinks it's appropriate, to either cancel it or stop it. So he's got all his bases covered. I just wonder what you thought. Well, I, I tend to... Uh, I, I come with you most of the way on this. I think when we discussed um, briefly the issues with regard to what you were talking about earlier... Um, before, we mentioned that supposedly the Met approached the government well over a year ago now and said, with regard to the issues on, on these the, the, these marches, there are loopholes at the with the current law, which means that they they can't take action, yeah. they can't arrest people. And they told yeah, the there government... Yeah, there was no legal basis, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. There's was saying. no legal basis yeah. in, at the moment in law for... Yeah for touching these people and the government knew this and they 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 did nothing to try and uh, whether you whether you agree they should or they shouldn't they did nothing to try and plug those loopholes so having been told it's a bit rich for them to be making political capital out of it now by saying that the the chief constable ought to be acting i mean i i i one of the um one of the great things about British democracy, isn't it, is that you have the right to protest, uh, whether it be uh, awful that it may sound, and from a from uh, from a public relations perspective, I think they're making a mistake by holding this rally on Armistice Day. But in law, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't do it. If I were them, I'd think... This do you is think it's deliberate? It. What, to hold the rally on, on Armistice Day? Um, yeah, which is... Let's be clear, today yeah. is... Wednesday the 8th, isn't yeah, it? Wednesday so this the, is yeah, the 11th. The 11th, the 11th hour. It's, 11th it's not Saturday. Remembrance Sunday, no, is it? No, it's, it's the day, day. It is the 11th hour, the 11th day yeah. and all that, yeah. I Absolutely. Don't, yeah. I don't think those people who are organising it in the initial stages would even have given no, the fact that it's Armistice Day consideration. And I think if you were savvy, what you'd do now is say... We didn't realise that it was Armistice Day or, or in some way find some reason to say we're going to step back because we don't want the sensitivities of the British public who you know, are, are remembering those who've given their lives in two world wars um, and since then to be mixed up with the issue. I think they'd get a lot more attention by doing that than going ahead with it. But I think it will go ahead and I think... Um, I think the Chief Constable's quite right, and I agree with you, the Chief Constable's quite right to say this is in a different part of London, we can manage it, we've got the force to be able to do so. Maybe where I part company to a degree is that I do think there are laws at the moment that allow them to arrest people if they feel that the language being used is an incitement to hatred. And I'm not sure that some of the language being used by a small minority of people on these... Uh, on these marches could not be um, determined as an incitement to hatred. So that's a that's a judgment call for the chief constable to make. And it's also, a difficult one, though, isn't it? It is because we discussed one. this before. How do you interpret a word? Mm. Um, and uh, but but look, I'm I'm not an expert on the issues in the Middle East. No. <laughs> but what I do believe passionately about is particularly the background to the Met and all the problems they've had which mm. have been well documented is let this guy do his job mm. and then judge him over whatever period uh, that he needs to be judged over but it's got to be three to five years not every time we get a protest that, that, that a certain number of people find unpalatable or badly timed uh, let him do his job. Well, it's almost as though she wants to be chief constable, isn't it? Really, she wants to take uh, take control of the day to day operations of of the Metropolitan Police, and if if that's going to be the case, it makes his job totally um, impossible, doesn't it? He, he he, there's no way that he can operate on a if he has to answer to her on a day to day basis for every. Well, I know I, who I'd rather have in charge of the Met. Let's well, put it that way. Absolutely. I mean, the other the two of them. The other thing that you could look at at the moment, I think, is um, how this plays into the uh, mayoral campaign, which is going on at the moment. Because of course, yep. the, that that's that's all part of this twisting the knife to try and um, to try and uh, uh, put Khan in in, in a difficult mm. situation, which um, which is interesting, isn't it? But, well, let's hope it. If it, well, it will go ahead. So let's hope it it, it carries out, you know, in an orderly, mm. peaceful way, mm. and that there's no need for any heavy-handed policing, uh, or or heaven forbid, the thing to have to be banned halfway through, or whatever it is they would do. Let's just just hope everyone, you know, uh, behaves sensibly on this. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed Riff Raff News. Please leave some comments on the app or on our Facebook page. 
and uh, please subscribe and then episodes will drop automatically into your podcast feed.